Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Welcome, Builders. You are listening to Episode 49 of the Build Your Success Podcast. I am your host, Brian Brogen. Thanks so much for joining us today. It is my pleasure to have Rob Danini on the podcast today. We're going to discuss how to use improv in business. Let me tell you a little bit about Rob. Rob is a first-generation American. He was a 13-year-old paper boy. In 2003, Rob was able to bridge the world of business and improv to create Stagecoach Improv. He works with businesses and does training around this idea to bring improv into the business. And so that's what we're talking, how improv can improve your business. Rob, welcome to the podcast. All right, Brian, thank you very much. 49th. Excellent. Kudos to you, man. Yeah, so we uh, do weekly, so we're, we're coming up real close to our annual one-year anniversary, man, and I am so excited. It's been a lot of fun. As I told you before we started the uh, recording today, I um, I enjoy this so much because I learn so much from my guests. I, I don't really listen as well when I'm hosting the, the podcast, but I do listen to them uh, when they come out, and, and I get more tidbits and more nuggets during that time frame, so... It's just a lot of fun, and I think you're going to help us today. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, Rob. Well, to add on to that, lover of gelato flavor, pistachio. Any questions? I also want to give you a a thank you so much during this time. Grateful to have the opportunity to, to talk about what I love, what I'm passionate about, and help out any way I can. And as you mentioned, I, Paperboy at 13, yeah, I had a couple routes, and uh, entrepreneur, I even drove my dad's car uh, <laughs> on Sundays, his Buick Electra delivering Sunday papers. It was fun because you learn about customer service at that age and you learn about connecting with the customer on a deeper level and that's how you build your business. And that's the same, I guess, mantra that played into sales and business development and brought me into improv. As you mentioned, I bridged those two worlds what I saw is that in sales, like in improv, the ingredients are very similar. You're building on yeses, you're overcoming objections and challenges, and you're finding resolution together. That's the key word. It's, did I mention together? Together. And when that happens, both sides feel a sense of relief and camaraderie in making it happen. It's a, it's a collaborative process, and I think... Uh, the, the ingredient there, I guess the lightning rod, is the why. When people understand the why you're, you have an idea and you're building on it, uh, they are more likely to cooperate and go along the journey with you and also provide input and ideas to help build something that you didn't think could happen if you did it yourself, and that's the power of the ensemble. Man, that's great. And, you know, I pulled that paper boy out of your bio because I similarly, I (laughs) I only did it a little while. My mom worked for a newspaper most of her career. So she was a human resources director in the the local paper here. I'm going to date myself now. I'm a Gen X and there was Desert Storm and they had some of the teenage young people that were 
children of the people that work there go out and, and hawk papers the old-fashioned way uh, on the Desert Storm reporting. And I remember going out and hawking those newspapers. It was a lot of fun standing on the street corner and saying, uh, news, news. You know, that, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I can relate to that. But, you know, I, I, I love the idea of, of having humor in business. You know, we can't all be so statistical and so it's all about the numbers and it's strictly business. You know, mm-hmm. in your application here, you talk about how humor and inclusive, inclusivity foster creative collaboration. I love the thought. I'd love you for you to expound on that. Absolutely. Well, humor, as you mentioned, helps build rapport, break down any any barriers that you may have between because people realize that you're finding some humor in the situation, you're connecting at a different level, and that is part of being human. And inclusivity is allowing everyone's voice, personality, uh, wisdom, different experiences to come into play. And it is play. It's like once we have that ensemble, as we, we talked about earlier, is, is the power of the ensemble. Your, your focus on the group that you surround yourself with that can help build your capabilities and including building their capabilities, bringing out the best in each other. What I say is that the more aware we are, the higher self reveals itself. And if you're surrounded by those that help you be in that flow state, that higher self, then it's about each other. So when you make it about each other and you have inclusion, the power of inclusion, people understand it's about each other. I make it about you, you make it about me, and then we understand each other's strengths and we, we, we build on that. And that's, that's the, the ensemble, the, the creativity, the collaboration. So finding play and humor along the way helps strengthen the bond. And we're way too serious, like insanely serious because we let our left hemisphere of the brain control, label, and create all these narratives. And by letting go of control, that's the biggest challenge we have, especially today in in navigating the unknown and and these uncertain times. That's where improv can help because if you can find ways to let go and be aware, you'll find it empowering to just be truly in the moment and experience what's happening. Life will take on new meaning, 100%, but we're afraid to let go. We control things, and if you control every little thing, your ability to get into a flow state to find humor in situations is going to be reduced. So it's detrimental to overthink, and we tend to think too much. Think about that. Actually, actually, don't think about that, but... We do overthink, and if you want to get into a creative flow and find comedy and humor in each moment, we have to connect to what's happening, acknowledging what's around us, the environment, what the person in front of you is saying, listening with all your senses, and the challenge now, we have you know, the person in front of you is probably wearing a mask, so it's like, what are their eyes saying, what is their tone saying, and trying to connect with everyone because we were all in this together and finding humor, especially now for businesses, for day to day is what keeps us moving forward, I, I feel. And everyone needs to be part of that. And that's the inclusion part. Rob, I have to agree with you. And, you know, you and I had a conversation how you use improv and business to adapt, to navigate the unknown. 
And you actually use these sketch comedy for learning through absurdity and new new mm-hmm. to facilitate workshops. Hey man, I, I love to hear you say talk about building things and building people. The reason I named this podcast the Build Your Success Podcast and named my business Build Consulting is because I want to be a team builder. I mean, I, that's what I want to do is help people build organizations. So tell me about these, these workshops and how, how they just transform people and transform teams. Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 the fun part is everything once a client is engaged with Stagecoach Improv, we immediately do everything we can to understand the group dynamic we're, we're working with, their, their mantra, their philosophies, their culture, everything about their organization, the industry, understanding what the day to day, I guess, day in the life of each individual that may be in the workshop. So the more we understand, the more we can create scripts to hit certain core competencies. So with the sketch comedy, as you mentioned, from onboarding to leaving the organization, and that includes all the interviewing, dealing with challenging conversations, navigating personal issues in the workplace. All that can be done in the absurdity of what not to do, I guess, with quotes around it, what is not the correct way, again, with quotes, and making it absurd but also nuanced, as you mentioned. The nuance as a lesson, so when we unpack the skit with the audience, we make it interactive. We're hoping that they see and tease and tease out some of the, the issues they saw in the skit on connecting uh, with the individual, whether it's through an interview or a personal issue or onboarding, whatever the case is. And it's the whole life cycle that we do in the sketch comedy. Then we get the input from the audience and we go back in and do the same scene, improvise with the feedback from the audience. And also what we know as professional coaches and actors, we tie that into the quote-unquote right way in terms of observing core competencies in a fun way and it's, and it's high energy and it's observed and it's interactive and we're laughing and we're learning. It's experiential, experiential learning while laughing. And that's kind of the the, the core of the sketch comedy. It started off with more improv freeform. In the last seven, eight years, we've gotten into videos and sketch comedy to showcase certain challenges in an organization or certain growth, I guess some growth core competencies they're looking to do or their transition, their culture will bring that to life in a skit. And again, it goes back to what is your day in the life for that individual, that professional, and how do they interact with, what are the touch points with the client, what are the touch points within the organization, what is the industry about, what is their story, and then putting it on stage and having fun with it, and they don't even realize they're learning till the end of it, and they're like, oh my God, I, I got so much, this is it. and then it's very rewarding for, for all of us, my team, and there's a lot of hugs, and a lot of high fives, which we we hope to get back to whenever that is after we, as a human race, get, get through this together. Well, I'm going to give you a virtual high five on that. I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I tell you, let me make sure I understand this because it just sounds very intriguing. So, so you may play out the worst case scenario in the first uh, skit or sketch. 
and, and mm-hmm. then you have a, a conversation and dialogue with the team members and how to improve this situation and make it better, and then you re-perform the skit with that that input. Is that, is that right? Is that way I'm understanding it? Yes, and it is a here's the here's the skit absurd way of what not to do in that in that scenario with of course exaggerated and nuanced and then we unpack it with the the client the audience the uh, the participants that are in the in the workshop with us and take in those inputs have a conversation and go back in and play back theater with the inputs plus our our expertise in communication and coaching and and put it all, mix it in a blender, maybe add some hemp protein, but mix it back in and, and play it back to the audience with the feedback we unpacked with them. So it's important that we unpack it and they see it uh, so they can see the absurdity and realize, wow, I'm kind of doing that. You get What you get at the end of these uh, our programs is, I didn't realize I do some of this, I do that, and it's a lot of self-awareness, and it's okay. We've all been there. We've all made mistakes. That's what we learn from, and that is where we, if you see it and you and you can feel it on stage, uh, you're able to internalize it better in terms of learning it. And you, if you're laughing and it's experiential, we we tend to ingrain that. Our synapse tend to remember that and and you you build it faster than reading it over and over if that makes sense it does make sense rob and i tell you it's got to be way more impactful than sitting and going death by powerpoint with policies and procedures (laughs) it's got to it just sounds like a really and you're not going to forget these these improv and these exaggerations and like you said starting to recognize Man, I'm doing, I may not be doing at that level, that exaggeration, but I'm doing that thing I shouldn't be doing and I need to correct. And you're not going to forget it when you saw it presented in, in that fashion. That sounds like a great program. Hopefully some of our listeners will reach out to you and, and use you for those services. That sounds awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, to, to kind of echo the death by presentation in PowerPoint, I lived that in the corporate world for over 12, almost 15 years and I was like, why isn't it interactive? Why are we not on our feet? And once I started to get into improv, I realized building the two, bridging sales and improv and leadership and, and doing all that, making it more on your feet, making it more about storytelling, because we're all storytellers. And we're all, we all want to be creative. We like collaborating and we feel overwhelmed with joy when we create stories in groups that you never expected to happen. So yeah, it's it's what I learned what not to do, really, from from a from a high level. And I and I said I will not do that. And I remember the facilitators that were more interactive back in the corporate days and I and I remember walking out remembering the stories and being able to recall it much better than Sitting there going through slides and three ring binders and coffee breaks and back to the three ring binders and then slides and then here's your pamphlet and then here review us and then it's like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I know, I know it well because I, as you probably know from my bio, I've done training for consultative selling, strategic selling, personality selling all in the past and I always kept it lively with fun little scenario kind of role play. So now we do 
the scenarios with professional actors working with the with the participants. So you're in a team. When we take it from the sketch comedy and go live with the participants, we'll do scenes with them where the actors are in the scenes playing a difficult client or a peer-to-peer relationship or a subordinate manager relationship with all those dynamics in play and working on a theme. So that way they have a professional actor who is reacting and responding to what's being said and what's being said behind the words. What's important is what is happening underneath? What is the subtext? And that's what professional actors are trained to pick up. What is being said behind the words? And why is it important to them? And what's happening in this scene? Is there a power play? What, what, what's actually going on? And typically people want to connect. But what's happening is that their egos get in the way or they make assumptions and that gets in the way. So in our workshops, we're like, please check your ego and your assumptions at the door and just be free to experience because if you don't let go, you'll never know where you can go. And if you try to control the scenes or overthink, like I said before, it'll, it'll impact your creative flow. You'll, you'll be in your head. And our goal in the beginning of our, our, our sessions is to get people out of their head. Left brain and right brain is where intuition, creativity, emotions thrive. And that's where we want to be. And that is, oh my God, it, it's fearful, but at the same time, it's more rewarding when you let go. And it starts with little things in life too. We take, we also talk to participants and coach them and encourage them to say, what are you controlling and why are you controlling certain things? Be mindful of that. Be aware. And how do you get to a place of being open and not attached to anything and letting the experience guide you? And you'll be surprised where it goes. Does that make sense? <laughs> as I as I go on, it it does. And and here in my mind, I'm thinking, uh, I love the role play role play aspect of this. In fact, my uh, the owner of our company used to we used to do role play before we went to negotiations. And you know he'd play the part of the customer and trying to you know negotiate you down to nothing, and you got to role play. And so I understand that. I'm also, that helps me because I say I should have been born in Missouri, the show-me state. Uh, you can tell me things a lot, but once I get to experience and get shown how to do something, that's just more powerful for me. So, outstanding. I, I'm glad to, to hear and, and learn about this, this different way of doing some training. You know, one of the things you said is three reasons for enhancing your soft skills are to play outside your comfort zone, to practice storytelling mm-hmm. and to stretch your improv chops in real time. So let's let's talk <laughs> about that. That that sounds like all this interaction going on with the with your team, these professional actors, but then you pull in the, the team members from the from the company or corporation or organization. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean what you have the sketch comedy which we talked about earlier, which is about showcasing a life cycle of an employee or situation that may happen in the workplace and how to pull out lessons and then unpack it interactively with the, uh, with the facilitators and the participants. Th- then w- there's workshops that are straight up interactive with where we're doing, as I mentioned earlier, the scenario role plays with professional actors in the scenes with the participants. That way you're not super nice to your colleague or you're overly ridiculous and brutal to them. 
So it's it's more real when you have a professional actor embodying a character and they get one page or a page and a half of what's their backstory, what's happening, what was the situation that occurred, and then we put them in that situation. We also do scenes. They're doing scenes with each other, uh, in, uh, improvised scenes, and, and those scenes are, we go through all the principles, and one of the main, I guess, tenets, as um, many of the listeners may know, if not, the main tenet of improv is saying yes, blah, 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 and. So yes, and, what we've added as an organization of Stagecoach Improv is the because. So it's yes, I want to go to Missouri and see the state and its beauty, because you just mentioned it, and I want, I care about where you want to be. So, so the, the example there is, yes, blah, 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 building on the idea that you mentioned, uh, building on each other's idea, making each other look good, which is important, and giving the why, which is the buy-in, which if, if people understand the why, which is the because, you have cooperation, and it's easy to collaborate and move a scene forward, move ideas forward. It's about living in a world of yes and versus yes no or yes but. And what happens is everyone's all about yeah but yeah. What we say and I've been saying for years is like keep the butts in the chair. When we're in when this session or in life, do whatever you can to accept. Now you don't have to accept everyone's ideas, but you need to acknowledge and work to understand where it's coming from and understand their story so that you can build. If you negate them right out of the gate, there's no opportunity to to move forward. And putting people into pushing them outside their comfort zone is doing this, doing scenes where they're doing improvisational theater. They're also doing storytelling in groups of two to up to six, where we do group mind storytelling, where they tell a story as one mind, as one voice, as one protagonist in a film, for example. And they have to build on each other's ideas and and continue the sentence where it was left off. And then there's teamwork, which is working all the principles of improv theater and just being free wherever it goes. We'll freeze them and we'll coach them. Like we'll add elements. And we'll I'll even change point of views. I'll be like freeze. All right, Brian, you will now be Rob, and Rob will be Brian. And action. And we what that does. A changing point of views is that you have to be listening. So if I'm in the scene with you and you're saying blah, 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 and I'm saying blah, 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 and then when we switch, we better know the blah, blah, blah so we can build and know what you want. What are your desires? What's your point of view? And by swapping point of views in the middle of a scene, it gets people out of their comfort zone again, another little wrinkle little twist into the scene, and then they have to continue that scene as the other character. So these things, we we don't put people into this right away. Of course, we warm them up with some improv game. Then we get into the heavier scene work. And the goal, as I mentioned earlier, is get you out of your skull, out of your thinking head, and just getting you engaging. The most important person in every scene, do you want to guess, Brian? Who the most important person is in every scene? You know, knowing how we are egotistical, I'm going to say me. <laughs> well, you would be in my team. So the person who is in front of you is the most important, uh, most important person. And that's the energy. If my intention and my focus is on you, then, then you feel listened to, right? You feel listened to and you feel 
that I care about what you're saying, and then I'm building off your ideas. And you do the same for me. That means we're out of each other's, you know, you're, you've let go of your ego and making assumptions, and you're just 100% dialed into what I'm saying and what it means to me. And that's why it's powerful to switch the point of view. And that's why professional actors, when they're trained on uh, improv and acting, the same, it's the most important person in the scene is the person in front of you. What's happening? Is it love, power, power play? What is going on? It's about them. You want to change them. That's the goal. How will they, and, and it'll change you by changing them. That makes sense. At the end of the scene, both you and the other actor in the scene should have a transformation. Otherwise, you're, you're, it's, it's not a, it's not a scene. There has to be a transformation. So, again, it's really putting the energy on who's in front of you. And that way, it, you let go of being in your head and trying to serve your ego or your inner critic, which is, Right now, especially during these un- times of uncertainty, people's the inner critic are coming out and they're feeling lost, they're feeling shame and fear. All these things are happening. And by improvising in each moment, by connecting, storytelling, being in those moments, and doing projects that you procrastinated on, being creative again, and it's okay to do a project. You don't, it, it, you're productive in another way. And that's, that's the challenge, uh, we're all facing, of course. Does that answer the, I think it was a three part, what was it, the third you mentioned? You talked about getting out of your comfort zone, practicing storytelling, mm-hmm. and then stretch your improv chops. I think you covered all three of them, so you did really well with that. Oh, alright, thank you, man. One of the things, you know, you talked about change while you were explaining that. One of the changes I had to make in my career, emotional intelligence, the first time mm-hmm. I heard that, you know, when I came up through the ranks in the construction industry, we weren't allowed to have emotions, you know, keep your feelings off your shoulder was one of the things that they told us. And, you know, don't bring that stuff to work. And thankfully, we've become more receptive and understand all human beings, even crusty construction workers, have emotions and, and you know, need to have feelings. And, and so this emotional intelligence that leads to empathy and trust and connection, mm-hmm. you have a, you know, this is one of your tools to help people get there. Tell us how you do that, how you emphasize those things. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think you're spot on in terms of where the trends are. <laughs> it's, we always, we're always playing with our clients. It's like we're getting paid to bring back people's humanity. It's like you're more human at the end of the session or the program. And social intelligence is the one aspect. And then there's emotional intelligence, which is, again, when you're in your right hemisphere of your brain, if you're just letting go, that's where it lives. That's where empathy and emotions and creativity thrive. And we've been in a society of suppressing that, which is insane on so many levels. So that is a trend, and it's important to, especially for leaders, and anyone in a professional endeavor, entrepreneur, to it's it's it is okay to be vulnerable. Now it's not a, a drama. You're not doing a drama scene where you're pouring out, but being vulnerable is what top leaders. This is psychology. This is Harvard Business Review. The top leaders, what they have is a sense of emotional intelligence. They have emotional intelligence. They're able to be vulnerable, and vulnerable leads to empathy. And how we 
coach that is we put them in scenarios and scenes to to connect in a very emotional way in those scenes that are poignant and we also do storytelling and exchange exercises where they're telling real stories and they have to exchange those stories to a larger group for example you tell me a personal story that you're willing to share with the group and then i have to tell the entire group that story and embody your experience what you went through which is true empathy like what you experienced not not Rob inside of Brian's story, or it, that doesn't make sense. What did Brian feel in that situation, in that story, and then bring that to life by telling the group? By working that storytelling and exchange playback theater exercise, people are understanding empathy, understanding what you went through, which is unique to you, and what I went through through my story, which is unique to me, but you, but empathy is Understanding there's moments within the story that we can connect to, that there's some common ground because we all share humanity together. And that's, that's what's powerful. And social skills, the power of being vulnerable. You, again, you see with the top leaders, and again, this is Harvard Business Review and, and psychology magazines. We, we're obsessed about reading. It's also part of my background in psychology. So I love taking in all that, all that information and all the news nuggets of, of data that's out there on neuroscience and and being human again uh, and that is powerful because people connect the story and they connect to humans they connect to people that are that are real that are vulnerable that are authentic and it's not manufactured the days of manufactured kind of drones in the in the workplace those days are over and i hope we continue this trend of being more vulnerable with each other because that's how we've evolved. We connected through story, through emotions and understanding each other's emotions and, and, and sharing uh, with each other. So we all can learn that we're not in this alone. We're not in this life alone. We're in this all, we're in this together and we all have different stories and experiences and cultural backgrounds. And if we all can pause for a moment to understand where those stories have come from, we will truly thrive as a, a human race and as an organization. The leaders are inspiring their colleagues and being vulnerable through storytelling and being authentic. Leaders who practice storytelling and practice being vulnerable in those stories, bringing up real life to, I guess, to showcase a theme that only helps you move uh, forward. And, and people want to be part of that journey and they will, they will jump on board. My team, I am very fortunate to have talented collaborators, actors, coaches, uh, with, with backgrounds from all over and we, we share stories. We're always connecting on what is the latest neuroscience. We're always practicing improv and storytelling, always finding ways to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. But a lot of it is the more you share, the more poignant it is, and the more people connect to that, and they'll remember that versus, you know, talking points or whatever quotes people kind of regurgitate. It's really about being being your true, authentic self, and that requires being vulnerable. And the leaders who get it, See it as a, a sign of strength and courage. Being vulnerable, which again is 
leading to empathy. Well, Rob, this is all wonderful stuff. I appreciate everything you shared with us today. It's that time. We've got to wrap this thing. So tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you and find out more about Rob. Uh, thank you very much again. It's uh, grateful to, to, to be on board and having this conversation with you, Brian. Thanks again. To get in touch with us, uh, of course, the stagecoachimprov.com website. We also, I'm on LinkedIn, Rob Danini on LinkedIn, R-O-B-D-I-N-I-N-N-I. Also on Facebook, at the Stagecoach Improv page, and Instagram, my name again, Rob Danini. And, yeah, there's also, I've been fortunate enough last year and humbled to write some articles around leadership, sales, uh, the power of being in a flow state, and are you listening, the power of listening and building relationships. Those four articles are on my website under published, under the press section, and I teamed up with my actors, collaborators, and fellow facilitators and coaches and improvisers, and we have a short film coming out called Marriage Fit, which we'll release during this time as well, which is about relationships, uh, challenges during uh, during this time and how an artificial intelligence app brings humanity back to connecting emotionally and finding their own path to humanity again. So that's, and of course all the information is on the website in terms of email and phone number and all that good stuff. I appreciate it, Brian. Thank you very much, man. That's wonderful, Rob. And for our listeners, I'll put his website information in the description of the podcast. If you're driving and can't write this down right now, just look at the description of the podcast and go find out more about Rob. Listen, if you've enjoyed this interview today with Rob, I sure have. It's been a blessing for me. I've learned a lot, took a lot of keynotes away from this. Do me a favor. Take your handheld device, wherever you're listening to this app. Go over and give us a rating and a review. Share this podcast with others, subscribe, and remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.